Hello and welcome to this week's Cosmic Creating Show. My name is Jan Shaw. I'm known as the Success Alchemist. You can find me at thesuccessalchemist.net, thewebalchemist.net, empoweredmanifestation.com, and on Facebook and YouTube, Jan Shaw, the Success Alchemist, and on Twitter at Coach Jan Shaw. Today is the 11th of December 2021 and the title of today's show is Smollett Guilty, Assange Extradition, Maxwell Trial Sellout, Resist, Resist, Resist. And I've got so much to cover this week, I hope I can fit it all in. I'll try and focus on the key things. Um, lots has been going on. And again, I'm going to try and kind of read between the lines and look behind the scenes. Uh, one of the things that has created a lot of uh, interest is J Jesse Smollett being found guilty of five out of the six counts he was charged with. And I thought I'd take rather a light-hearted view of this because some of the responses to him being found guilty are absolutely hilarious and uh, this is from uh, Resist the Mainstream and it's the hilarious responses to Jussie Smollett's guilty verdict. Don't beat yourself up over it bud. And I did actually see um, a clip from a Dave Chappelle show on Newsmax which was really taking the mickey out of Smollett. I think this was... Um, not long after the um, the event happened, <laughs> and um, I don't know if I'll get a chance to play that, but you really need to see the video. Um, I've got it on my Facebook timeline, so, uh, but yeah, absolutely hilarious. And uh, it was really another case of theatre of the absurd, this trial, because it was so blatantly obvious that uh, Smollett was making things up as he went along and you know, my question is, when is he going to get charged with perjury? Because it was blatantly um, filled with lies and denials. Anyway, let's go on with this article. On Thursday, a jury found former Empire actor Jesse Smollett guilty on counts related to an apparent hate crime hoax he orchestrated in 2019. The jury reached their decision after about nine hours of deliberation. Smollett was found guilty on five out of six counts of disorderly conduct. He has not yet been sentenced. The disgraced actor immediately started trending on social media and some of the responses were just fantastic. Ben Shapiro, tonight, Jesse Smollett can rest knowing that his attacker has been convicted. Liz Wheeler, I'm so glad they caught and convicted Jesse Smollett's attacker. Blair White, poor Jesse, hope he doesn't beat himself up over this. The Babylon Bee, cruel, Jesse Smollett will be forced to share a jail cell with his attacker. Stacey Forrest, congratulations to Jesse Smollett for being the first American to scam a Nigerian. T Tommy Lahren, Jesse, I know you've been found guilty and this is a difficult day for you, but don't beat yourself up over it, bud. Ben Shapiro. If Jesse Smollett is acquitted, it will send the message that attacking a black gay man while shouting MAGA slurs is acceptable in our society. That's not really funny, actually. John Gabriel. Only reason jurors found Jesse guilty is because Chicago is MAGA country. And of course it isn't. 
Tim Young, don't tell Jesse, but Biden's approving rate, approval ratings would make it appear as if this is, in fact, MAGA country. Lisa Booth, Jesse Smollett can finally rest easy tonight. <laughs> the actor faced a total of six counts of disorderly conduct under a subsection of the law that prohibits false reports to police, according to NBC Chicago. The charges were listed as Class 4 felonies, which are among the least serious felonies in Illinois, the report said, adding that possible convictions can still carry potential prison time of up to three years. And it goes on to um, detailing the six counts. Um, and also the details of the story, which I don't need to read. I think you're probably pretty familiar with that. The so-called experts are saying that He's unlikely to get jail time and he's likely to just get probation and uh, community service. But people are pointing out that, you know, he could have incited violence against Trump supporters, MAGA people, because of staging this fake hate crime. And, you know, we do laugh at this, but these um, liberals, Democrats have been trying to stoke this anti-white um, racism, which is no joke. So let's hope he faces some real um, re retribution for the situation that he created. Anyway, we'll have to wait and see. Apparently, he's not going to be sentenced until mid-January, and people are calling out the fact that he's not going to be um held in jail or anything he's free to go so interesting the other interesting news which came out yesterday is that um julian assange is one step closer to extradition as u.s wins court appeal in uk and this is from epoch times the U.S. government has won an appeal in a British court over the extradition of WikiLeaks founder Julian Assange, with the ruling representing a major setback in his fight to avoid being handed over to U.S. authorities to face espionage charges. The High Court in London ruled on December 10th that assurances given by U.S. authorities were sufficient to guarantee that Assange who has been charged in the United States for his role in publishing classified military and diplomatic cables, will be treated humanely. The British High Court directed a lower court judge to send the extradition request for review by Britain's Home Secretary, who oversees law enforcement in the UK and will have the final say on whether to extradite Assange. Friday's ruling overturns a January decision by a British court that considered the special administrative measures that Assange would likely face in the United States as oppressive due to having a negative impact on Assange's mental health. District Judge Vanessa Baretza denied the extradition in January on grounds that Assange was likely to attempt suicide if held under harsh conditions. Court documents cited by CNN indicate that the basis for the High Court's decision to grant the extradition request were four assurances provided by U.S. authorities regarding the conditions Assange would face in the United States. These are that Assange would not face special administrative measures, that he would not be held in a maximum security prison, that the United States would agree to an application by Assange to be transferred to Australia to serve his sentence if convicted, although who would want to go to Australia at the moment, um, 
and that he would receive clinical and psychological treatment while in U.S. custody. Stella Morris, Assange's fiancé, called the High Court ruling dangerous and misguided and a grave miscarriage of justice, according to a statement published on the Defend WikiLeaks website. Editor-in-chief of WikiLeaks, Kristin Franson, said in a statement that with the High Court ruling, Assange's life is once more under grave threat, and so is the right of journalists to publish material that governments and corporations find inconvenient. This is about the, the right of a free press to publish without being threatened by a bullying superpower. Raffinson added, I don't know if that's a correct pronunciation, but it'll do. Uh, supporters of Assange gathered outside the High Court in London on Friday, holding banners demanding his release. Many of his supporters consider Assange a hero for exposing what they describe as abuse of state power and for championing free speech. US prosecutors have portrayed Assange as a dangerous enemy of the state whose decision to release the classified cables endangered the lives of sources named in the leaked material. These human sources included local Afghans and Iraqis, journalists, religious leaders, human rights advocates and political dissidents from repressive regimes, the Justice Department said, in announcing an 18-count indictment against Assange in May 2019. Assange's actions risk serious harm to United States national security to the benefit of our adversaries and put the unredacted named human sources at a grave and imminent risk of serious physical harm and or arbitrary detention, the Justice Department said. Assange has been held in a UK prison since 2019 after police carried him out of the Ecuadorian embassy in London before arresting him for breaching bail conditions. In 2012, Assange entered the embassy of Ecuador to avoid extradition to Sweden to face sex offence allegations, which he has repeatedly denied, and which were eventually dropped. Yeah, they've used these sex offences against other people as a way of trying to take these people down. Of course, WikiLeaks has all these um, emails um, of Hillary Clinton and the Podestas, all exposing the pedophilia um, and the Pizzagate stories. And also, he's got the um, DNC files, which supposedly were provided by Seth Rich, who, of course, was murdered for it. So, you know, there's a lot of um, inconvenient information that Assange has exposed that um, the powers that be do not want out there, and they're going after him as a result. I mean, the one comment I'm seeing here on this article. I can find no reason why Julian is even being charged. He did not commit espionage. He committed journalism. How is it possible that this person has raised the ire of so many nations and yet others, real criminals like cartels and sex traffickers, never get mentioned? Our government seems like it works for the global elites more than the US citizen. So yes, and actually there are other um, comments, but I'm not going to go any further down that route. I'm going to move on briefly to the Maxwell trial. Um, 
I haven't really been following it closely this week. I've seen people's comments about it. And this was report by Matthew Russell Lee ICP on Substack.com. And it's the report from a little bit of Thursday when the trial was adjourned for the day because one of the prosecutor attorneys was ill. And then it continued on Friday. But I did mention last week, I think it was, that um, they were talking about the trial only lasting two weeks instead of the original um, estimate of five to six weeks. Now, it's interesting because people have been speculating that this could be linked to the Assange verdict, that basically um, the High Court in London, um, in exchange for a rigged Maxwell trial to protect Prince Andrew, um, approved the extradition. So that's a very interesting supposition. We'll see. But, and we'll just have to wait and see whether the extradition is actually done. Others were saying, well, maybe, you know, he'll be transported on a military plane that the White Hats control and, uh, you know, the good guys will get him rather than the baddies. So we'll have to see uh, what happens with that one. The, the title of this article, and I'm not going to read the whole of it because it's got all the depositions and... Um, it just says in Maxwell trial, U.S. rests after Annie Farmer's mother next up three days defense case, then closings that the U.S. chose to rest after two weeks with many questions unexplored and the U.N. answering no press questions may not sit well, but we'll be covering the case to the end and beyond. So a lot of people are saying, well, why on earth have we only got testimonies from four victims? Why is so much of the evidence redacted, you know, um, protecting all these elites that travelled on the Lolita Express? The leftists, the liberals, the Democrats, the fake stream media are all trying to focus on Trump having flown on one of Epstein's planes, um, but it was from Florida to New York, as I said last week, and it wasn't anywhere near the 26 flights that Bill Clinton took, not to mention the pedophile Kevin Stacey and many, many of the Hollywood and uh, other stars. So it really does seem to be a whitewash, which I guess we we could only have expected really because so many people in positions of power are on the flight list so rather sad to see I don't think people are surprised about it in fact I think a lot of us are surprised that it made it to trial but I guess they probably couldn't explain away two suicides because that would just seem too convenient so anyway that's all I'm going to cover on that trial and as I say we'll wait and see what uh, the next week or so brings. Actually just before I move on it's interesting um, I was reading last week from the free press report on the trial and interesting um, they got banned from Twitter now isn't that convenient obviously Twitter didn't want 
the news about the trial to get out. So he, I think he's managed, to, or whoever is behind it, has managed to reinstate his account on Twitter. But just another example of this overreaching censorship. So, okay, I'd like to kind of take a different view of this. And I want to read you the latest newsletter from Assetti from James Gilliland. And this reads, It's been a while since the last newsletter due to travelling and other challenges. I hope this newsletter will make sense of it all. Shortly after landing on the big island, I'm not sure where that is actually, maybe it's Hawaii, I don't know. A massive storm hit, the largest in 50 years. It was a cleansing. This has happened on four other occasions when I visit the islands. There is trouble in paradise. The island is under democratic rule with strict regulations, mandates, etc. The absence of joy on the island is sad. Rarely do we see a smile. The islanders are suffering even more so than in the past. Low incomes, offshore investments, the tourist trade, etc. has taken what was once a paradise and turned it into a struggle to live. With the lockdowns, mandates, heavy-handedness, false profit-driven science and politicians in lockstep with the CCP, life is hard everywhere. The saddest thing is watching the critical thinking Research impaired and socially engineered participate lockstep in their own enslavement and demise. For those who have not figured it out yet, the CCP created the virus. They own the United Nations, the World Health Organization, control the CDC, as well as most of the politicians in the Democratic Party and some Republicans. The global elite narcissist billionaire eugenicists have teamed up with the CCP Communist Chinese Party to carry out their Agendas 21 and 30 global mass depopulation programs. America, with its Constitution and Bill of Rights, freedom-loving people have have stood in the way of their socialist and communist global dominance agendas. All genocidal tyrants were either socialist or communist. They centralised power into the hands of a few took away people's rights, including the right to defend themselves, guns followed by genocide in the millions. They promised all the freebies until the money ran out. Then the price to pay was abject poverty and the total loss of freedom. That is what is behind the divisions in race, gender, religion, culture, defunding police, the military, lockdowns and vaccine mandates. It is all part of a conspiracy not a theory to take down America. If you were to ask how many politicians and agencies have accepted money originating in China and they were honest, you would see a sea of hands. Project Care has funneled billions to politicians, governors, school boards, all to enforce the lockdowns, vaccine and mask mandates, ignoring the real science. This is all profit-driven science funded by the CCP and the vaccine manufacturers to force compliance and destroy the economy. Follow the money. The best masks block 0.3 microns. The virus is 0.125 microns. Passes through the masks like water through a sieve. A cough or sneeze travels at least 30 feet, so how does six feet protect you? Go out on a chilly morning and watch the steam coming through the mask. 
Stanford research proved the masks were ineffective, created brain and organ damage, bacterial pneumonia, along with psychological disorders. The lack of oxygen and recycling the bacteria, virus, other toxins from the lungs trapped by the mask is having severe side effects. They were forced to retract their studies shortly after publishing. The big question people need to ask is what is in the vaccines? Why are the manufacturers suppressing the information? Now asking the contents, a plethora of toxins, carcinogens and nanotech not to be revealed for 50 to 70 years. Better question is, why is the FDA approving all of this? They are owned by Big Pharma, the vaccine companies. When the pro-vaxxers come at you with their virtue signalling, ask them if they know what is in the vax. I'd also say ask them, ask them if they know that it's not a vaccine and it's only under emergency use authorisation. Even the doctors and nurses can't tell you. In most cases, the vials have no information. Some have limited information and major information has been withheld due to patents. These doctors and nur- sorry, those doctors and nurses who have stood by their Hippocratic Oath and researched what is in the vaccines before betraying the trust of their pa- patients do know and most have been fired. They could not bear the burden of watching their patients flooding the hospitals fully vaccinated with COVID-19 from the spike proteins in the vaccinations, along with the crippling side effects, strokes, heart attacks, even with the young shortly after the vaccination. We will not know the true statistics for a couple of years due to reactions and deaths spread out over this time period and the censorship and cover-up of the real statistics. Nobel Prize winning scientists, head researchers in the vaccine companies, frontline doctors, nurses are screaming, don't take the vaccine. Many have lost their jobs and their lives for coming forward with the real statistics, the real science and the real ingredients in the vaccines, along with the fact it is a bioweapon created by the CCP. It was funded by Fauci and Friends with a long history of pushing false profit-driven science with their dirty hands in the pie. The questions not being asked are what is in the vaccines. Why are there different batches with different formulas? Why should I trust billionaire eugenicists funding the vaccines who have been very vocal about extreme population control? Why should we trust China? And most important... Have the ones pushing the mask and vaccine mandates taken money from China, the vaccine companies or agents thereof? Any of these questions will destroy their narrative and agenda. How about have any of you lied to Congress or the people concerning false profit driven science, betrayed your oath to the people and the Constitution or colluded in any way with a hostile foreign government? Mandates are illegal. They go against the Constitution and the Nuremberg Codes. That is why they have lost in the courts. Those who enforce them are committing treason. The President's federal mandates have been overturned. They are unenforceable and rendered null and void. Although they sold us out by granting immunity to the vaccine makers, those who enforce the mandates are not immune and subject to litigation. Think about this, business owners. You're being set up. OSHA cannot enforce mask or vaccine mandates, so those that do are on their own. 
another attempt to destroy small businesses due to coming lawsuits and denied service, the original goal of the lockdowns. All of this from mild virus, according to the CDC, that has a 99.98% recovery rate. Research is now proving those with herd immunity have 13 times stronger immunity than any of the ongoing vaccines, boosters, boosters to boost the boosters, etc., with crippling and sometimes deadly side effects. The last thing I want to end on is why would any sane person with any moral value as guardians of the children, our future, force a vaccine on children who are not at risk? This is where people are drawing the line. The only immunity being provided is to the vaccine makers who are making billions at the expense of humanity lockstep with the global elite and the CCP plan to take down America, destroying our economy and our health. The mainstream and social media censoring the real science are also in lockstep with the global elite and CCP in an effort to socially engineer the masses bringing us eventually into a state-controlled media in direct opposition to the First Amendment. Know your rights, know the Constitution and the Bill of Rights, know the Nuremberg Codes, as well as other international codes that are being breached. Stand in your divine right to live a loving, joyous, prosperous life. Do not comply and hold those accountable for trespassing on those God-creator, great spirit-given rights. If you are divided and trespassing on the rights of others, you are on the wrong side of the fence. No matter what culture, colour, race, gender, religion or profession, this will be detrimental to all humanity, all life, if allowed to continue. We are all in this together. Rise up. One last thing concerning vaccine mandates in the military. The Chinese Communist Party's military are unvaccinated. Not with Pfizer, Moderna or Johnson & Johnson. Let that sink in. Let us spell this out. With the extreme side effects and deaths, including the children and healthy athletes, why would our leadership mandate vaccines in the military, our front line of defence? Why are the pilots having heart attacks and dying in the air? 111 so far. What would be the logic behind this with a 99.98% survival rate even higher with healthy men and women? Why would our leadership want to cripple our military? Everything goes back to China. Russia has always been a distraction. On another subject, we want to address the extreme energies affecting the light workers. There are several reasons. One, the Schumann resonance is off the, sh- the scale in intensity. The sun is also flaring, going through changes. We are entering a highly charged area in space, some call the photon belt, but this is minimal compared to psychic attacks by unseen negative influences. There is also an intense influx of consciousness and energy coming in from higher dimensions. This is bringing everything to the surface, a birthing process. Lightworkers are feeling this due to their sensitivity and empathy. There are also other negative forces at work, the satanic, luciferian, black magic and invocations of demonic and lower astral energies unleashed by these unholy groups are having adverse effects. Look at, is what is being, look at what is being unveiled in the political, music and movie industries. 
the Epstein effect. It would save a lot of time if they just asked who did not go to Epstein Island concerning leaders in the political music and movie industries. This also includes CEOs in the business, mainstream news and social media. They are stepping down in droves. People will be shocked when they found out who and what they participated in. The veils between the lower astral levels where most of these unseen negative entities reside is becoming thin. They are frantic due to these awakening and healing energies and know that their time is short. They are doing everything they can to divide, separate, create, create hardships. They feed off the division, pain and suffering. They are the forces behind the war and disease profiteers, along with the reptilian and the grey alliance, most of which have been removed by the spiritually and technologically advanced off-world civilizations that are liberating the earth. What people refer to as the angelic and ascended masters are also playing their part. Part of the awakening and healing some call liberation process is the chaos and surfacing of these energies, our own unhealed wounds, traumas and wrong conclusions from past experiences. It is said all iniquities will be shouted from the rooftops and no rock will be left unturned. Nothing will be hidden. We are dealing with our own process along with the influences of other unseen negative influences. Some call them demons, jinn, lower astral beings, depending on the culture and religion. These unseen negative influences are having their day, but their day will be short. Many are unaware of these influences. Few can clear them. Some are calling them in. Others are in ignorance, allowing them in. They are the dividers, the controllers, lacking in love, compassion and forgiveness. The reason there is so much inhumanity on the earth is because there has been so much non-human interference. We can help others in the higher dimensions by not participating in the division, separation and againstness. Even if we do not agree, we can allow others their truth and maintain our own frequencies. Do not be pulled into these dramas by your own unhealed victim patterns. It will all be sorted out in the future. Karma works. Love yourself enough not to participate, and if you do, practice loving detachment. The incoming energies will sort it all out. Babaji once said the best contribution anyone can make is to live a loving, joyous, abundant life. Be kind to each other and the planet. Those blessed with abundance help those who are struggling. Universal law is coming. It has been preserved by masters, saints and sages throughout time. It is being enforced by the incoming higher dimensions. Everything will be amplified and accelerated, what some call karma, the good and the bad. Those on an upward spiral will continue to evolve, living a spiritual life in harmony with each other and nature. Those on the downward spiral will devolve, continue with the greed and competition until they and their ill-gotten gains, their kingdoms, implode. They will lose everything, including their lives. They are not frequency specific to Earth's ascension, which is well underway. There is no avoiding personal responsibility for our thoughts and actions. It is a time of choosing. Choose wisely. Do not look for the imperfections. Look for and unite on the similarities. 
truth stands on its own merit. It does not need defending. What is most being defended now is the lie which eventually will be exposed. Drop into the heart and feel what is right and true for you. So that's the end of the newsletter. The bottom of the email, he actually shares a clearing technique. And I'm going to read it out to you. Uh, Steps to clear the energy. One, close your aura by visualising a white or gold light around you. Two, call upon your chosen cultural representative of God, be it Jesus, Buddha, Babaji, Mary, Muhammad, White Eagle, or another one of the beautiful many Christed ones. Three, tell the entities they are healed and forgiven, lifted and enlightened. Four, tell them they are healed and surrounded with the Christ light and the Christ love. Five, ask your chosen representative to take them to their perfect place. Six, ask that all negative thought forms and limiting mental concepts be dissolved and lifted in the light of truth. Seven, ask that all psychic bonds be severed and close their auras to all but spirit of the highest vibration. Repeat this process until you feel clear. There may be more than one healing to do. Remember, your word is very powerful and what is spoken on their level manifests instantly. Many enlightened ones use this process before opening. It creates a clear and safe environment and it also lifts the one who is doing the healing. Intent is nine-tenths of the law. If you intend to serve and heal, you will draw to you entities of like mind. If you intend to coerce or manipulate, again, you will draw entities of like mind. It is the law of attraction. At times, discarnate spirits will come to your light like a moth to a flame. Do not judge yourself, simply heal them. They are the ones in trouble, not you. They are seeking your help. And then he includes a short form of the clearing prayer. After doing the above in the beginning, first call in your main teacher or guide and other divine beings, Christed or above, then say, we welcome all entities in love and light. We speak to you from the Lord God of our being, telling you all you are healed and forgiven, lifted and enlightened filled and surrounded by the Christ light and the Christ love and we ask the beautiful many to escort you off to your perfect place go in peace and so it is I'm going to move on and do another if you can call it that helicopter view of where we are and how we got here and this is an article from Imprimis I think that's how you pronounce it Uh, newsletter from Hillsdale College which is one of the I think probably the only college in the US that doesn't take government funding so they're completely non-partisan which (laughs) puts them in a very uh, exclusive category because we know what all these other so-called education institutions are and it's the article is written by Larry P. Arm. A-R-N-N, who is the 12th president of Hillsdale College. Uh, It goes through all his um, qualifications and so on. And it says, The following is adapted from a speech delivered at a Hillsdale College reception in Overland Park, Kansas, on November 18th, 2021. Here are two questions pertinent to our times. One, 
how would you reduce the greatest free republic in history to despotism in a short time? And two, how would you stop that from happening? The answer to the first question has been provided in these last two disastrous years. The answer to the second has begun to emerge in recent months. Both are worthy of study. Reducing a great republic to despotism. To establish despotism in a nation like ours, you might begin, if you are smart, by building a bureaucracy of great complexity that commands a large percentage of the resources of the nation. You might give it rule-making powers distributed across many agencies and centres inside the cabinet, departments of government, as well as in 20 or more independent agencies, meaning independent of elected officials and thus independent of the people. This much has been done. It would require a doctoral thesis to list all the ways that rules are made in our federal government today, which would make for boring reading. The truth is that very few people not directly involved know how all this works. Although civics education is practically banned in America, most people still know what the Congress is and how its members are elected. But how many know how the Centers for Disease Control, CDC, came to be? Under what authority it operates and who is its head? Here is a clue. It is not Anthony Fauci. Admittedly, this new kind of bureaucratic government would take, has taken, decades to erect, especially in the face of the resistance of the Constitution of the United States, which its very existence violates. But once it has been erected, things can happen very fast. What, for example, if a new virus proliferates around the world? There have been procedures for dealing with such viruses for a long time. They begin with isolating the sick and protecting the vulnerable. But suddenly we have new procedures that attempt to isolate everybody. This is commanded by the CDC, an element of this bureaucratic structure, and by a maze of federal and state authorities, all of which see the benefit to themselves in getting involved. The result is that large sections of our economy were closed for months at a time and citizens placed on the, under the equivalent of house arrest. This has not happened before. The cost of it, and not just in monetary terms, is beyond calculation. To set up a despotism capable of pulling this off, you would need the media's help. Those controlling the media today are trained in the same universities that invented the bureaucratic state, the same universities the senior bureaucrats attended. The media would need to be willing to suppress, for example, the fact that 50,000 doctors, scientists and medical researchers signed the Great Barrington Declaration. That document reminds people that you cannot suppress a widely disseminated contagious virus through shutdowns and mass isolation, and that if you try, you will work immeasurable destruction of new kinds. Unemployment, bankruptcy, depression, suicide, multiplying public debt, broken supply chains, and increases of other serious health problems. Some of the signatories to this declaration come from the most distinguished universities in the world, but never mind, their views do not fit the narrative pro propagated by the powerful. They have been effectively cancelled, ignored by the media and suppressed by big tech. You would need some help from business too. 
as far as influence is concerned, business is dominated by large institutions, those comprising big business, whose leaders are also educated in the same universities that conceive bureaucratic government and train the bureaucrats and media heads. This provides a ground of agreement between big business and the bureaucratic state. Anyway, agree or not, businesses are vulnerable to regulation and to mitigate the risk of regulatory harm, they play the game. They send lobbyists to Washington, make political contributions, hire armies of lawyers. If you're big enough to play the game, there are plenty of advantages to be won. If you are not big enough to play the game, well, in that case, you're on your own. Amidst the unprecedented lockdowns, imagine there comes an election, a time for the people to say if they approve of the new way of governing and of this vast, unprecedented intrusion into their lives. Then let us say that in several states, the election rules and practices are altered by their executive branches, the people in charge of enforcing the law, on their own, without approval by their legislatures. Say this brazen violation of the separation of powers takes place in the name of the pandemic. One does not need to know what percentage of votes in the final tally were affected to see that this is fishy. No sensible person would place control of the election process in one party, any party, or in one branch, any branch of the government alone. In some crucial states, that was done. Finally, to sustain this new kind of government, you would need to work on education. You might build a system of centralised influence, if not control, over every classroom in the land. You might require certification of the teachers, with a bias towards the schools of education that train them in the approved way. These schools, poor but obedient cousins of the elite universities, are always up on the latest methods of delivery of instruction. We do not call it teaching anymore. These new methods do not require much actual knowledge which can be supplied from above. As far as content, you might set up a system of textbook adoption that guarantees to publishers a massive and captive market but requires them to submit proposed books to committees of so-called experts, subject, of course, to political pressures. You might build a standard-approved curriculum on the assumption that everything changes, even history, even principles. You might use this curriculum to lay the ground for holding everything old, everything previously thought high and noble, in contempt. Doing this, incidentally, deprives the student of the motive to learn anything out of fashion today. It is a preparation not for a life of knowing and thinking, but for a life of compliance and conformity. This is by no means an exhaustive account of what it would take to build a thoroughgoing tyranny. For further instruction, read Book 5 of Aristotle's Politics or George Orwell's 1984. But it gives an idea of a mighty system, a system that seems unassailable, a system combining the powers of government and commerce, of education and communication. Money and power in such a system would accrue to the same hands. The people who benefit from the system would be the ruling class. Others would be frustrated and such a system would tend to get worse because the exercise of unchecked power does not bring about the best. Sorry, does not bring out the best in people. Any elaborate system of government must have a justification, 
And the justification of this one cannot simply be that those in the ruling class are entitled on the basis of their superiority. That argument went away with the divine right of kings. No, for the current ruling class, the justification is science. The claim of bureaucratic rule is a claim of expertise, of technical or scientific knowledge about everything. Listen to Fauci on Face the Nation, dismissing his critics in Congress as backward reactionaries. When those critics disagree with him, Fauci said recently, they're really criticising science because I represent science. That's dangerous. The problem with this kind of thinking was pointed out by a young Winston Churchill in a letter to the writer H.G. Wells in 1901. Churchill wrote, nothing would be more fatal than for the government of states to get into the hands of the experts. Expert knowledge is limited knowledge, and the unlimited ignorance of the plain man who knows only what hurts is a safer guide than any vigorous direction of a specialised character. Why should you assume that all except doctors, engineers, etc. are drones or worse? If the ruler is to be an expert in anything, he should be an expert in everything, and that is plainly impossible. Churchill goes on to argue that practical judgment is the capacity necessary to making decisions, and practical judgment, he writes in many places, is something that everyone is capable of to varying degrees. Everyone, then, is equipped to guide his own life in the things that concern mainly himself. Another thing about the experts is that they are not really engaged in the search for truth. Instead, the powerful among them suppress the obvious fact that there is wide disagreement among the experts. There always is. God save us from falling completely into the hands of experts, but God has given us the wherewithal to save ourselves from that, so let us move to the second question posed above. How to defeat a rising despotism? In answering the second question, I will tell two stories that are suggestive. The first took place in the small town of Jonesville, Michigan, five miles north of Hillsdale College. In our state, as in most places where the lockdowns were enforced, businesses were crippled or destroyed en masse. Restaurants were chief among them. One of our local restaurants is a 30-year-old diner called Spangler's Family Restaurant. Mitch Spangler is the proprietor. The business was founded by his late father and Mitch was purchasing the business from his mother. The payments to his mother depended upon the revenues of the business and his mother's retirement depended upon the payments. The life's work of two generations was at stake. Mitch was also helping to support a daughter in college. This is not to mention the more than 20 employees whose livelihoods are dependent on Spangler's. Our employees are mums who have kids, Spangler told the local paper. One of our employees is pregnant, another is a 19-year-old kid. This is his first job and he just bought a car. Our leaders in Washington treat it as a small thing when trillions are being thrown about. To the Spanglers and people like them, their relatively small revenue streams are everything. Mr Spangler is not prepared to surrender all this. When a second lockdown was ordered by Michigan's governor a year ago last month, he kept his restaurant open. He put a sign on the door and posted on Facebook to make clear, among other things, that he was acting out of necessity for the sake of his business and the livelihoods of all those dependent on it. 
that precautions will be taken, including the installation of an, an electrostatic fogger that would disinfect the air, that he understood the thinking of those who would choose to stay away from his restaurant, but that he hoped they would understand his own thinking. If you cannot support us, we understand, he wrote, but please allow us to have the freedom to do what we have to do. The wheels of bureaucracy began to grind. Spangler's was visited repeatedly by the health department, by the licensing authorities and even by the agriculture department. One wonders what they had to do with it. Spangler was fined and threatened with forcible closure, but he persevered, never backing down, and his business did well. On a typical weekend, not only locals, but supporters from the neighbouring states of Indiana and Ohio lined up outside to show their support. Mitch Spangler is our kind of fellow, and the college gave him some help organising his legal representation. We did not wish to be in the newspaper about this because we were facing our own pressures, and we too were determined to resist them. But Spangler was no good at keeping a secret. He wore a Hillsdale College t-shirt on Fox News and thanked us for our help. And when, we, when he had a little ceremony in his parking lot in the spring to thank his staff and his customers, I was honoured to say a few words. This may not seem on its face a big story, but it is a most important story. It is important because it is a story about the nature of human beings and of citizens and our rights. The nature of a thing is the essence of a thing. One aspect of the nature of a human being is that he must eat to live. In condemnation of slavery, Abraham Lincoln loved to say that every man was created with a head, hands and mouth, the implication being that the head should guide the hands in the feeding of the mouth. Because we are made to live this way, we are also determined to live this way. The alternative is dependence, which does not make us happy. It should not therefore be surprising that if you try to destroy the business of a man whose family has spent over 30 years building it, he will resist. Trying to strong arm people like Mitch Spangler is not a good idea. There are millions of them and they have always made up the core of this greatest of free republics. The second story is more famous, but it too is about nature, indeed about the, that word's most basic meaning. The word nature, as I said, refers to a thing's essence, but it comes from the Latin word for birth. Our nature begins with how we are born and how we grow. Just as we are attached by nature to the way we get our livings, so we are attached by nature to our parents and still more to our children. And this second story set in Loudoun County, Virginia, is about parents and children. In schools throughout Virginia, including in Loudoun County, children are being subjected to critical race theory, CRT. This involves lecturing children, especially those belonging to the non-preferred races, about the structural evils of which they are told they are part. Being taught alongside CRT is a distorted view of the history of our country, which true enough has its warts, but which surely has its glories as well including glories about equal rights regardless of race. Between fighting the armies of the English monarch, the Confederacy, the Nazis, the communists and Islamic terrorists, something nearing a million Americans have died for the cause of equal rights. These Americans have come in all colours. 
Amid statewide controversy over the teaching of CRT, the Loudoun County School Board also adopted a broad policy of recognising transgender students in preference to their biological sex. Excuse the redundancy. Even before this, boys were permitted to use girls' bathrooms, in one of which there was an assault and rape of a female student by a, in quotes, gender-fluid boy. The boy in question was then allowed to attend another school in Loudoun County where he assaulted another girl. This first girl's parents were understandably outraged and, at the risk of being called narrow-minded, went so far as to complain to the school board. Groups of parents who had already been protesting CRT and policies promoting transgenderism joined in the complaint. There was no violence at the school board meetings with one exception. Law enforcement was summoned and the outraged father of the assaulted and raped girl was bloodied and dragged out of one meeting. It is true, however, that voices were raised. The National School Board Administration called upon the Biden administration to investigate these protesting parents as potential perpetrators of, in quotes, domestic terrorism or hate crimes. Remember, these parents were citizens attending a meeting of an elected body to tell their representatives what they think. The rights of petition and assembly are protected in the First Amendment. Except for certain preferred groups, these rights today appear to have been repealed. U.S. Attorney General Merrick Garland intervened, instructing the FBI to investigate these parents and others around the country. The FBI's Counterterrorism Division has reportedly deployed tools and resources normally reserved for terrorist threats against parents who are angry at school boards for what is occurring in their children's schools. All this provoked massive support across Virginia and around the nation for the parents of Loudoun County. This support is not surprising. By nature, parents love their children and feel responsibility for them. Citizens, especially one hopes American citizens, feel entitled to state their grievances. The Declaration of Independence itself contains a list of grievances against the king. The Biden administration reacted to these protests just as King George III reacted against the American colonists in the years leading up to the American Revolution. He called in law enforcement, and the people of Virginia reacted in a way reminiscent of the American colonists. They defeated the candidate for governor who took the position that parents should have nothing to do with their children's education. Why do these two stories, one of them taking place in Hillsdale County, Michigan, a deep red county, and the other in Loudoun County, Virginia, which is deeply blue, have in common? In both stories, we see reactions against violations of our rights, rights that we have by nature as human beings. The story about Mitch Spangler is about our right to work and to store up the product of our labour so that we and our families can eat and thrive. The American founders put this in terms of our natural right to property. The story about the parents of Loudoun County is about the natural right of mothers and fathers to raise their children. To interfere with these rights is to interfere with the nature of the human being. These facts about nature were well known during the American Revolution, the very revolution that is besmirched by the members of our ruling class today, just as it was besmirched by the ruling class at the time of the revolution. It was the interference with the colonists' natural rights by that former ruling class that led to the American Revolution. 
These recent stories from Michigan and Virginia show that we Americans do not seem to like that interference any better today. In addition to the right to make a living and the right to raise our children, we have the right to participate in our government if and even if we are not experts and the right to look to the heavens and not to our ruling class for guidance. We have these rights because we, every single one of us, were born with, with them sown by God into our nature and we cannot find our earthly fulfilment without them. If we put these facts together as a people, we will have recovered the understanding that produced the American Revolution. We will stop these current predations upon our rights. We will bring this overwhelming government back where it belongs, under the control of the people. The signs of such a movement are emerging. Pray they are enough. So I think that's a really excellent article because it does give us the view of how the hell did we get into this state and what we need to do about it, which is why I put in the title of the show, Resist, Resist, Resist. And, you know, it made me think about, well, what are the characteristics that are a prerequisite for resisting the pressure to comply and to give up your freedom and rights? Because we've got so many people in lockstep with this regime of masks and mandates and even passports. And, you know, I read a, a very long tweet thread on Twitter, which was tying together all the different um, elements of what is happening and what has happened in terms of linking the um, the pandemic to the economy and to, um, you know, this overreaching control. I don't have time to read that today, but I just thought I'd put together... Um, a few characteristics, as I say. I mean, the main issue is that you have to not give in to fear and have no fear of rejection because you are, you know, saying something different to the, the herd, as it were. No fear of criticism for what you say. No fear of what other people think of you. Uh, the ability to discern truth from lies and propaganda. You have to have moral courage to stand up for what you believe is right. You must have critical thinking and you must have an inquiring mind. And because so many of these qualities are lacking in a lot of people, and principally due to the kind of education that this article was talking about, they are taking as read the authority of the mainstream media and evil Fauci to um, guide their very day-to-day -day living. And that is the problem. But people are waking up to it. And they're now starting to get angry about these deaths and, you know, more boosters, more vaccines that when, you know, those who have given in and taken them were thinking, well, it's two shots and I'm done. And that isn't the case. And the awful thing is, is that the media is trying to normalise young deaths. I saw something on Twitter today that had a, an image of this. Um, I don't know if it was an ad. Basically saying SAD, which stands for Sudden Adult Death Syndrome. 
which is a variation on sudden infant death syndrome. And many people believe that the sudden infant death syndrome is likely due to vaccines, childhood vaccines. So this is horrendous how they're trying to make out that this is normal with all these very healthy athletes and young people dropping down dead, literally. So we do have to continue to resist, um, you know, continue to put out our intention of how we want this to be resolved, what we need to to do ourselves, if, if it's just spreading the information and hopefully sow the seeds for people to start to realise what's really going on. So I haven't got time for anything else today. I hope you've enjoyed the show. Slightly different flavour from previous shows. Um, also, just pointing out that that Hillside College article goes well with the article I shared uh, a few weeks ago on this um, psychological warfare that we've been subjected to. So just before I go, a reminder where you can find me at the successalchemist.net, the webalchemist.net, empoweredmanifestation.com. And thank you again for listening. I hope you'll join me for another Cosmic Creating show next week. And of course, thank you to Nancy for producing. Stay well, be safe, and bye for now. You have been listening to the Cosmic Creating Radio Show with Jan Shaw, a production of Cosmic Reality Radio. Live long and prosper. 